Alleluia, Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, 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 Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the sixth chapter. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen... Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. At our Wednesday noon Bible study, this past week, I asked people to think about a person that they would remember on All Saints Sunday, and then ask, given the life circumstances for you right now, or the circumstances in our country, what do you think that loved one would say to you? I enjoyed hearing the responses. Some thought of wise mothers who would come to them today and say, get a grip. Other people around the table thought of family members and mentors in the faith who would remind them today that God's world is much bigger than what you see right now and that God's grace is sufficient for every trial and challenge that you face. For my part, I thought about what my father would say to me. I often think of him on All Saints Sunday because he died on the 5th of November. And since he was passionate about social renewal and the way that God works in public life, I 
thought that he would probably have something to say about our circumstances in our country right now. They wouldn't be new to him. Since he served as a pastor in the United States, like some others did here in this congregation during the 1960s. As you know, especially if you lived through those years, they too were tumultuous times. And there were many things that threatened to tear us apart. Race relations were raw. A controversial war was pitting even family members against each other. The world of politics was highly contentious, and the reality of violence had brought grief to our whole country on many occasions. I know I'm putting words in my father's mouth, but I imagine that he would say, I'm sorry that you have to relive so many of the struggles and the challenges that we faced. But don't forget what was said to all of us at that time, that the moral arc of the universe is long, but that it bends toward justice. Don't forget that God's kingdom will come, whether you can see that right now or not. And don't stop living your life in the hope of that promise. In many ways, I think that's the message that Jesus is giving to his followers in this gospel reading today. When he looked at those who were poor at that very moment, and those who were hungry, and those who were sad, and those who were hated and excluded, Jesus said something totally unexpected. He said, blessed are you for yours is the kingdom of heaven. I'm sure there were many who thought, blessed? Really? In these circumstances? But that wasn't the point. Jesus wasn't saying that poverty was a blessing, or hunger, or grief, or hatred, or exclusion, or any other form of suffering that threatens the health and the well-being of a child of God. What he was saying instead is that the people themselves were blessed and that the promise of God's coming kingdom was as real for them as it had been for his mother Mary when she said, surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. From what we know, the physical circumstances of Mary's life did not undergo great change at that very moment. But her understanding of who she was to God and her vision of what God was doing in the world was completely transformed. Now she knew deep down that God looked at her with favor. And she knew that the long arc of the moral universe was indeed bending toward justice because of all that God was doing and would do in the days and the years ahead. 
when I come back to our gospel reading for today, that's the way I want us to hear it together as the people of God. There aren't many voices out there right now who are telling you and me that we are blessed. We're much more likely to hear, you're wrong, you're naive, you're misguided, you're too conservative, you're too liberal, and even you're the enemy. And the fear and the anxiety that this has produced is palpable, and it does leave us all very uneasy and uncertain as we wait to see what this new week will bring. But what happens when we pause here today in this place of worship and hear something completely unexpected? What happens when we hear the voice of Jesus saying to us at this moment in time, blessed are you? Among us too, there may be many who say, blessed, really, given these circumstances? But we hear again God's work, God's word speaking directly to us. And we remember that Jesus isn't saying that it is the division that is a blessing or the enmity that exists in our country right now or the hatred or the self-righteousness or the grief or the fear or anything else that threatens the well-being of all of God's people. That's not what Jesus is calling blessed. What he's saying instead is that we, together, as God's people, are blessed. And that the promise of God's kingdom is as real for us as it was for Mary and for the early followers of Jesus and for every one of the saints that we remember today. Blessed are you, Jesus says, at the beginning of this week and at the end of the week, no matter what the days in between will bring. Blessed are you from birth to death and on into eternity. That's all well and good, you may say, but how does this promised kingdom of God come to us in our life here on earth? We hope, of course, that it will come in some way through the people we elect. Even though a country or a political system will never be synonymous with the kingdom of God. We know from the witness of Scripture, however, and from lived experience that God can use elected leaders to do God's work in the world, just as God can and does use you and me as imperfect people. And God uses the church as a very imperfect institution. So we live in hope that fallible human beings and imperfect institutions can be the clay jars that hold the treasure of God's love and justice for all. In our voting, the best that we can do is put aside partisan politics and try to choose the people who seem best suited for that purpose and then pray that justice will be done somehow through them, and if necessary, in spite of them. As you recall, Jesus' teaching today also included a warning. A warning that when the kingdom of God draws near, even the greatest power brokers of this world 
will find that their wealth and their position is no match for the love of God, which is fiercely committed to defending the poor and feeding the hungry and overturning hatred and ending division in all its ungodly forms. In the end, I like the way that Martin Luther helps us understand our common prayer for God's kingdom to come. In his explanation of that petition in the Lord's Prayer, Luther says, the kingdom of God comes by itself, even without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. And he goes on to say that this happens when we ourselves bear the marks of God's kingdom within us, and when they become our way of life as followers of Jesus Christ. And I cannot think of a better commission to every one of us at the beginning of this particular week, this commission that Jesus gives to us. And if we're wondering what that looks like, what some of those marks of the kingdom are, Jesus gives us a clear description Love your enemies, Jesus says. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In the days ahead in this week, you can't control how anyone else will act. And you can't control how any of our newly elected leaders will use their power. But you and I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can live our lives in the light of this teaching of Jesus. And in the hope that God can take the small things that we say and do and bless them. Bless them beyond measure. And if you start to get discouraged and think that your one little life can't really make a difference at times like this, just look at these pictures and think about all the people that you remember today on this All Saints Sunday who have had a profound impact on your life, not just in the past, but now also. Think about the ways that you and others were richly blessed by God through them. And then remember that in the communion of saints, they and we are all part of that long arc that bends toward justice. One of the great gifts of this day is the reminder that we're all part of something that is so much bigger than what we see right here and now. That doesn't diminish the importance of this moment and of this week but it helps us to see not only what is, but what was and what is to come in God's unfolding work of bringing creation into wholeness and drawing us all into the everlasting light of God's peace and God's justice and God's grace for all. In the hope that that brings to every one of us today, I say thank you.